welcome to the Sports Bros Podcast with your host, the head of creative, Eddie Cool. Also, the almighty B-Live and the money man, Scotty D. And now, without any further ado, here they are, the Sports Bros. What's going on, world? This be your boy, the HOC up in this thing, the head of creative, Eddie Cool, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. This is episode 15. It feels like just yesterday when we recorded episode one and the growth and the evolution and all those other words that describe growth that I can't think of at this point in time, we're growing. We're keeping it going having fun. We're doing what we love and loving what we do. All right. And we got the almighty B live. What's going on in the world today? This be your boy, the almighty B live coming at you in the new establishment. <laughs> no, no distractions, no doors, no Cheweenies. Hey, B live. <laughs> hey, shut up. What do mistakes look like? <laughs> Man, but it's awesome. Um, episode 15, as Eddie Cool was mentioned, this is amazing, man. The train is on the tracks, and we are chugging along. Let's keep it cracking. Chugga, chugga, choo, choo. All right, and as always, the money man, Scotty D. What's up, everybody? Um, glad to have new uh, listeners with us. Welcome if you're a new listener. I have the pleasure each week of talking sports with these two very talented and knowledgeable gentlemen. They are like the Golden State Warriors, and I'm just like Kevin Durant. That's how we roll here on the Sports Bros Podcast. Just a little bit of extra to make those two guys better. <laughs> I was like, where'd that come from? Oh, that I'm, came from the voice. That came from the uh, the, the uh, group text. All right, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I'm trying to figure out... The, which one of us is Clay Thompson then? Because I mean, he he um he in the hospital. Um, are, you, are you hurt too? Or no, I, no, I'm just saying you guys are are, are all stars, and I'm just uh, you're I'm, just a two time Finals MVP <laughs> and the most that. talented person on the planet. I just, yeah, 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 no big, yeah, a, no big deal. I Humble mean, so brag. Just, <laughs> just, a, just a little fragile at times. I mean, I guess, is that what you're going for? Fragile. <laughs> little, he's a little fragile. <laughs> All right, fellas. You know, it's been uh, this weekend of sports has been action packed. Now, I know I say that every podcast about it being action packed. But this one, woo, we got two new champions. We got all kind of stuff going on. It is just fully loaded. All right, let's not lollygag, gallylag, and waste any more time. Let's just go ahead and hop right into the rundown. All right, so the NBA Finals is over, done with. And guess what? We have a new champion of the world, and it is the Toronto Raptors, as they defeat the Golden State Warriors 4-2 to win their first ever NBA championship and Kawhi Leonard wins his second MVP finals I like what he calls the um the Larry O'Brien trophy I just want another one of them Larry O'B's <laughs> I'm like I can appreciate that so I guess the fun guy is really having fun now and letting loose now that the season is over with but it ain't over with for him because we got um 
pending free agency looming its ugly head around the corner. All right, fellas, so let's get a, um, a recap of this last game. Be live. Let's roll with you first. All right. Um, um, th- first of all, th- did you say Galilag? Was that that's what is that the word you were? Th- Lollygag, Galilag, you know. I, you're, just, I, you're just making up stuff. All right. <laughs> you, you know how it is when you hang around old folks, man. Old folks kind of make up words as they go. You bet, granddaddy, they ain't a word. It is a word. Shut up. All right, I ain't gonna argue. <laughs> man, I will, I will say this because I was thoroughly impressed with um, Toronto, what they were able to do. And unfortunately, with this series, which is, it was an amazing series, hard fought, all types of stories behind it. Toronto will forever have an asterisk next to their name when they won this title. Because, oh, okay. Because everybody's going to continue to ask if Golden State had a healthy Kevin Durant, had a healthy Clay Thompson, would Toronto still have won it? We will never know. And unfortunately, in a professional setting, a professional sport, you have to accommodate every single one of these aspects. Do you look back earlier in the season? Was Clay getting played too much? KD never really quite fully healed from before? We never know. Like, you have all these moving pieces, and you have to accommodate for that. So at the end of the day, put the asterisks away. Toronto is the world champions. And I like the way you said world because they're not – in this country, they took it back to Canada. Yeah, this one is for James Naismith. Yeah, <laughs> the legendary Dr. And, James Naismith. And I want to give a quick shout out to Drake because after the game, oh. he sounded like he he sounded like he averaged twenty five minutes a game, ten points, eight assists, and five rebounds. The way he was talking, I, I digress. That's a later segment in the in the program. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go in on that one. But I, I want to just—I mean, the players, Toronto role players. I mean, Kawhi Leonard—he actually fell off that last game. He oh, looked he a did. little he did, tired. Yeah. He looked a little—he um, looked a little um, ruggish. Just—he—he he wasn't himself that last game. But when you got Spicy P stepping in, doing his thing, Fred Van Fleet. I mean, just those guys were phenomenal. Serge Ibaka played amazing defense. He stepped up and showed everybody, don't forget about me. I'm still here. I mean, it was the way Toronto played the game was phenomenal, and they're well-deserving of being the NBA champions. That's right. All right, Scotty D, where you at on the Toronto Raptors? Boy, uh, you guys are lucky that I'm here to set you straight on this one. What? Uh, <laughs> Oh boy, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Um, it, it's it's not about who was not on the floor as much as who was on the floor. Because if you look at the rosters, the Golden State Warriors still they they still had Steph Curry, the greatest shooter of all time, on the floor. They still had Andre Iguodala, Finals MVP. Livingston's out there, a, a, a champion. Cousins is out there, an All Star. It's not like they didn't have any anybody on the team that it wasn't like they put a scrub team on the floor you can't fault toronto for 
who was out there. They had to beat who was in front of them. They can't say, yep. all right, let's wait until these guys heal up, and then we'll play the finals. The asterisk thing is garbage. Let Ooh. me give you a little bit of a history lesson here. If you think if you if you go back into the into into my coming up era of the eighties where the Lakers were were rolling the roost and they won five championships. In nineteen eighty eight they beat the Pistons in seven games in a grueling series. And the following year everyone said the Pistons are gonna take the championship this year. Well history shows that they did. They won the next two. They won back to back. But do you know that in nineteen eighty nine Magic Johnson won the MVP award of the season? It was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's last season, and Magic took his game to another level. When they got to the conference, when they got to the playoffs, the Lakers did not lose a game. They they swept into the finals while they were waiting to get into the finals. Byron Scott, their best shooter, pulled a hamstring and was out. And in Game One, Magic Johnson pulled his hamstring and he was out. And the Pistons swept the Lakers. Now, you don't see any asterisk about the Pistons winning that. Everyone always talks about the Pistons winning their back-to-back championships. I never, ever hear anyone talking about how the Lakers would have won three in a row had Magic and Byron Scott played, because we don't know. Scotty, so, you're right. I, I, I've never heard that. Since you brought it up, I've never heard that at all. You yeah, know that, that doesn't get brought up, but it was absolutely true. And, and go back and, and, and do your research on it, and you'll see that the Lakers – were they were absolutely on fire in the playoffs that year. They were rolling, and they just ran out of steam. I mean, they took their two best players down, and that was a very similar situation here. The Golden State Warriors going for their third in a row. They took two of their best players out, and yeah, I mean, I'm not going to tell you if if KD and Clay aren't on that team, they would have won. You put Clay Clay and KD on most teams, they're going to win. You add them to the Rockets, they would have won the title this year probably. My point is, history is going to show the Toronto Raptors won this. And in five years, you're bound to run. I mean, you go to the finals five, you're bound to run into some problems, into some injuries. And uh, Golden State fought like champions in that last game. They In game six, they played phenomenally. They almost pulled out. I mean, Steph Curry had a look at the game winner, and I would have bet anything he was going to hit that last shot and force a game seven. But yep. congratulations to Toronto because they did what they had to do to win, and they deserve to be the champions. Yeah. Another thing to take in consideration is that um, you have to look at these five consecutive trips to the finals. Each year, you're talking about playing close to a hundred, a hundred plus games a year. Yeah, you're tacking yeah. two months basically onto every season, pretty. Yeah, much. you're tacking another two months. You you got extended seasons, so like you know the body. Can, the body can only take but so much as far as that goes. And so it's like, hey, this – I mean, I mean, look what happened. I mean, you know, look at LeBron. You know, this year he broke down and everything else of that nature. And so it's just when, when you play – I call, you know, playing hard basketball. It's playing hard when you, you know, keep going to the finals and going to the playoffs every, like, consecutive years. It's wearing tear on the body. The body can only take but so much. And so this was a prime example of – the constant playing and the gets get to the point where the wear and tear happens. But um, aside from that, just like you said, Scotty D, you got to be who's in front of you. Asterisk or no asterisk, you got to be who's in front of you. And could Toronto be in the full squad at Golden State Warriors? In the words of the Tootsie Pop commercial, the world may never know. All right. And uh, as, and as no, oh, go ahead, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this because may, maybe Scott didn't turn on his hearing aid before you mm, had that whole, mm, mm. I said, I said, throw the asterisk away. Mm-hmm. I said, give Toronto 
their props. Now, according now with his 1989 reference, the reason why nobody talks about that because guess what? It was 30 years ago. <laughs> wow. That, that, oh that, boy. That. <laughs> I was was that in was that in Technicolor or was that in black and white? As the kids might, I'm talking thirty years ago. Three quarters of the league wasn't alive. I get it. Yes, I was seven years old. Yes, I remember briefly about that. And you're absolutely right. History will repeat itself. And that was one of those moments where Detroit Pistons took advantage of that. And yes. Detroit Pistons will always go down at that was the bad boys era. Yeah, and I mean that that was revolutionary because I'm telling you the Lakers at that time was completely dominant. And you're absolutely right, Scotty. I was agreeing with you. I don't know who you were setting setting straight. I said throw away the ass. Oh but boy, okay. here we go. <laughs> that's okay because Scotty Scotty D is our senior member on the Sports Pros podcast, so you know he's a little bit closer to AARP age than I am. But you know, I said I digress. Digress. <laughs> You're going to learn to appreciate your history, there, Junior. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, don't make Scotty D be like the. Hey, you guys, get off my damn lawn! Now. Don't, don't we? Yeah. We, we, hey, 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 hey just, we ain't gonna, we ain't finna do that over here on the Sports Bros podcast. As I said, you're lucky to have me there, Junior. <laughs> yeah, Scott. Hey, Scotty D is a national treasure. Okay. Yes. Yeah. See, yeah. Yes, he is. I mean, like a fine wine, I guess. It over age yep. turns it turns into vinegar. But go ahead. Oh, All right. <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! All right, as we mentioned, B-Lab, you ain't worth two damn flash match. I know it. <laughs> I know it. All right, as we mentioned, uh, Kawhi Leonard gets his second MVP finals MVP. Look, uh, his second finals MVP, and. Um, and that leads us into the next topic. Kawhi is slated to become a free agent. And Fred Van Fleet said, if he wants to come back and play at Toronto, come on. But if you go somewhere else, well, we got to let you have, you know, catch these claws. I would say hands, but, you know, Raptors got claws. But so, yeah. So if Fred Van Fleet got to fight against Kawhi, so be it. Now that leads to the second biggest headline of the weekend, Anthony Davis Finally, going to the Los Angeles Lakers. Here's the rundown of how all that worked out. Now, this, is, this isn't finalized until July 6th, once the free agency period kicks in. The Lakers get Anthony Davis. In return, the Pelicans receive Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, three first-round draft picks, Greens, beans, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken. To- I'm sorry. Uh, you kitchen- name it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. And, it, and it's also stated that Anthony Davis will play out the remainder of his contract, and he does have intentions to resign with the Lakers. Uh, before I ask his next question, Scotty D, you're the residential Lakers aficionado in the house. How do you feel? This trade benefits your team, the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, I have to admit, when I saw it come across, I I hated it. I, I think giving up that many players right off the bat is uh, that's that's a lot because they basically six guys, three good young players, and three potentially good young players. And if I'm not mistaken, there's even some uh, in the in between years of those draft pick. There's some like protected picks kind of it's more than just that actually there's, there's more to come on that 
But as far as it benefiting the Lakers, well, LeBron James went to the finals eight straight years. Now, I know he's not the same young cat he was in the middle of all that. But this year, obviously, he had uh, the major injury and the extra time off. So, as a Laker fan, my hope is that that little time off will get him a little bit re-energized coming in. Having Anthony Davis there and potentially adding another uh, quality player, either Kyrie Irving or Kemba Walker, they're talking about adding one of those two guys as a point guard. If those three players are together, along with Kuzma, and I'm sure they're, I mean, they're going to have to do it, grab some other guys to fill up their roster, that could, they could be really one of the favorites in the West next year. I know Vegas put it out there, but that's that's Vegas just you know playing betting odds. Yeah. But but if you take you're taking Golden State's two of their best three players off the roster because those two guys, Clay and KD, are for all intents and purposes not playing next year. Clay might be back in February, or March, but KD's mm-hmm. not coming back next year. So their dominance is suddenly not not looming. Houston's a mess because Chris Paul might be, you know, he might be on his way out. And James Harden likes to collapse in the playoffs every year, let's face it. So yeah. that team, who you would think is the next best team, they're in question. I'm not buying the Nuggets yet. Uh, Portland, they're, you know, they're still in, in the mix as one of the best teams in the West. But suddenly, I mean, if you stack LeBron, Anthony Davis, and one of these star point guards up, they actually look to, to be a, a potential threat next year. I, I mean – for, to say a team that didn't make the playoffs this year has a potential to be uh, in a deep playoff run next year, I actually think it's realistic. Okay. All right. B-Live, where you at on this whole Lakers situation? The Lakers, that I, how do I best describe this? I'm, try, I'm trying to find a Dumpster more, fire? A I know that's one of your no, favorites. No, no, that, no, 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 no. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upgrade them. To a pile of crap. I'm up there. <laughs> that I'm gonna upgrade them because I'm, what will it take for people, the late the Lakers front office, Lakers fans all across the world to realize that LeBron James is Hollywood. He I'm is good. Hollywood. Oh, here we go with that. Yeah, you, oh. you, 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 yes. Say, say it louder for the people in the back. Here we go with that. Yes, I said it before. I'm gonna say it again. Not only now you have completely wholesaled your youth and your talent and your future for possibly one year, a one year run, possibly a one year run. You've you did it before. You're doing it again. You you t- you. <laughs> oh boy, the I'm, the the flusterness and frust- frustration of the Almighty Beelie when it comes no, to these here Lakers. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna I say, understand I'm a, because I'm with you. I, I think they gave up a lot and they gave up a lot of youth putting their I'm, eggs in this basket. I I get it. I'm with you. On I'm that. gonna tell you right now. I'm betting. I don't know if I let me let me check my bank account. I'm betting that the Pelicans win more games next year than the Lakers. I'm putting my money with the Pelicans because I'm telling you right now between Drew Holiday. Randall, he opted out because I think he wants more he money. Yeah, he opted I out. Think, yep. But I think he wants more money. He's worth more than $9 million. And I think that the Pelicans might pay him. 
I think he wants to stay. He just wants to have a little bit more money. I think if Randall stays, I think Zion comes and makes an immediate impact. And then it could potentially, with that number four pick, I think I do think R.J. Barrett is gone. They, do you think they might reach and go with a Cam Reddish and put that team back together? And I think that would be an exciting combination. JR, I don't want to hear crap because I know you're about to say something about your beloved Duke Blue Devils. I said it, <laughs> but I'm talking, about, I'm talking about talent and the potential that the Pelicans have. I think the Pelicans' potential this coming year right now, people have sold Lonzo Ball short. I think he's a phenomenal player with incredible incredible IQ and court vision. I think he will do very well with New Orleans. I think, I I honestly believe that the Pelicans will win more games than the Lakers. LeBron James, he's going to just, I don't don't even see how LeBron James and Anthony Davis will like coexist. They will coexist, but I don't see how their playing styles will match and gel and come together. Scotty D, maybe you can explain it to me because I don't see it. How they're going to gel and match? Yeah. Well, I mean, hard to believe a superstar player could go on a team and win a championship his first year there, huh? Mm. That's (laughs) unthinkable. That, right now, I think right now the Lakers have eight players all together on their roster now. They got to go and pick some scraps here and scraps there. Which is is why it's ridiculous for you to be trying to bet on who's going to have the better record next year because we don't even know who's going to be on that Lakers team. Well, well, first of all – We know two of them, and they are two two of the top players in the league. The Lakers can't sign a max deal because of the money that's tied up with Anthony Davis's contract. And the fact that they went, they they decided to sign early as opposed to waiting till July 30th. But the Pelicans weren't going to have that anyway because the Pelicans were going to lose money this, um, because the Pelicans could actually sign two rookies, first and fourth pick, and sign a max contract somewhere. So it's, I mean, look, I don't man, know. You, you don't, you, you're, you're honestly going to tell me that if the Lakers throw Kemba Walker or Kyrie in with those with the, with the players that they have, LeBron, Anthony Davis, and Kuzma, you're going to tell me that's not a a team that's looking good. Kimba you're going to tell you, Kimba LeBron Walker went to four fool. straight championships with Miami. The first year, he meshed with Bosh and D Wade, and they hadn't played together before yet. They went to the finals. And so, lost. Speak, speak, speaking of LeBron James, you, you, of, they went. Speaking of LeBron James, hold on, no, 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 Eddie, Eddie, no, we're not, we're not going past this because oh. he keeps saying that they went. That's not the goal here just to go to the NBA Finals. When you put this together and don't put um, send all of your all three first-round draft picks and three of your top young talent and all of that, and the moves that you make, this is a win-now mentality. It is not okay for them just to go to the Finals. They got to win, and they got to win now because I'm telling you, the window is very small with the Lakers. Okay, well, it's you can't win the Finals until you get there, right, Junior? Really? You oh, Lord. You have to come out of the West. You got to come out of the West first. And if they come out of the West, we don't know who's going to be in the East. I mean, the East is wide open, too. We don't know if Kyrie's going to be, or uh, if Kawhi will be back in Toronto. We could be looking at a, a 76er or Milwaukee team next year in the finals. But Kawhi, I'm, you heard it from me first. You might, it might not be from me first, but Kawhi is going to sign a one and one. He's going to stay with Toronto. He's going to sign one, one year and a one year player option, because um, half that team is going to be in the free agent market come twenty twenty, and there's going to be a lot of restructuring there. 
Kawhi's gonna be a, a Raptor next year, but that that that's the Eastern Conference. I'm telling you right now, the Lakers are not winning this championship with LeBron James on their team. I said it. They will not win a championship with LeBron James on their team. His era is over. Wow. All right. So um, the question is, who do you guys think won that trade? I, I'm gonna be. I, you you already got my answer. I, I I ain't gonna repeat myself. I said the Pelicans gonna win more games. Period. Uh, you know what? I, I think the Lakers gave up a lot. If they win a championship next year or the year after, they get they get three more years with LeBron. I think the after the third's an op, option year. Mm. But if they if they win a championship with LeBron, then the Lakers will have won that trade. But I think it's too soon to judge that. I think it's a, I think it's a great trade for the Pelicans because they got uh, unloaded a guy who did not want to be there. They got a, a lot of uh, chips to play with. They may not even pick fourth. They may trade that and bring somebody else in that 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 improves their team right off the bat. I, I, I don't know, but I think I think uh, both teams are probably happy with how it turned out for today. Yeah, because I'm looking at it like, okay, well, who screwed the pooch on this one? And I'm looking at like both sides of the trade, and I'm like, you know what? Um, for the first time in forever, this trade, you know, everybody kind of, you know broke even so to speak you know even though the lakers you know gave up a lot and the pelicans got a lot and so i mean hey just like you said scotty d it's too early and we will see come next season Man, well, you, be- well you'll see kimball walker not go to the lakers because that'd be he'd be a fool kimball walker can get a max <laughs> contract why would he why would he take a discount to go to the lakers right now the lakers still i'm telling you right now still they still got the same front office there's still Jenny yeah. Buzz and Rob Polinka. I'm telling you, who who would want to go again? Anthony Davis, I get it. I'm still I'm I just maybe I'm more of a LeBron hater than I want to put on. I don't think of myself as a LeBron hater. I'm just calling it like I see it. LeBron is not 100% invested in basketball. He's got the contract that he wanted to finish out his career, and he's building his entertainment legacy. Uh, yeah, he's putting out a hit movie seemingly every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen his resume? Have you seen all the projects that he's doing? Oh, come on. He's, he's a got, basketball player. I yeah. mean, you know, hey, I mean, we all, you know, basketball oh. players need something to do once. Deny, you know, deny, you know, deny, <laughs> deny, you know deny. I used to hear this all the time with Shaq. When Shaq went to L.A., people were saying he's not fully invested. He's out making movies and making music. What's he supposed to do after practice? Go right home and lay around all day? Well, I remember I remember listening to the Shaq podcast, and they was like, look, you can do this. Just keep winning. You can do this. But the moment the winning, you know, starts waning away, then you have to figure out what's important, movies or this year basketball team. Well, they, but, um, they shipped him off after three championships because they wanted Kobe more than Shaq. So, I mean, that shows you right there that I – I mean, I think they made the right move, but then again, I think like there could have been a little bit more work done between their relationship. But once again, Shaq proved himself with three championships. Nope. Do you do you do you really compare um, LeBron and Anthony Davis to Shaq and Kobe? Do you think that that's a 
That's a good comparison. You think I'm that not they're... comparing anything yet? I'm saying let's wait and see what happens. All right, we'll have oh. to be, we'll put we'll put a we'll, we'll we'll put we'll put a cap on this. We'll, we'll put put a pin, we'll put a pin in it. I, yep. Scott, Scotty D's favorite thing is we'll wait and see. If we wait and see, we won't have anything to talk about. I want to <laughs> talk about it right now. But, well, but we just ahead. talked about it for ten minutes, and you still are. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron is a Hollywood guy, not a basketball. Player. <laughs> I hear that kind of nonsense. I say, we'll see. All right, all right. We're gonna we put a pin in the NBA. It's been a wonderful season. Shout out to the Raptors. And speaking of wrapping up one more time, the St. Louis Blues they go into Boston and they defeat the Boston Bruins to win their first ever Stanley Cup championship and the MVP. <clears throat> correction, the con Smythe of the Stanley Cup playoffs is Ryan O'Reilly of the St. Louis Blues. Fellas, was this series intriguing or what? Man, this, the, the, the Stanley Cup was everything I needed in life and more. Game seven, winning on the road, hostile environments, fights, everything you can ask for. The back and forth, just every, I mean, everything you can ask for. In a playoff postseason series, the Stanley Cup came through and through leaps and bounds exactly what the sport of hockey needed, what the world needed. It was everything. I'm talking about the amount of excitement that I saw every single day that I went into work was astounding. I mean, I had the, the sound turned up to 11. I mean, blaring. I'm talking about national anthem, all of that. I had more hype and excitement about the NHL Stanley Cup than I did the NBA Finals. Is that the LeBron effect? I just, I'm, okay, we're, we're, we've moved on. I'm sorry. <laughs> we've moved on. I'm just, uh, you, but I mean, the St. Louis Blues, and help help me out real quick, because I'm uh, the um, goalkeeper for the St. Louis Blues game seven. What was the name? Bennington. Dude. Bruh. Dude. I mean, the guy was absolutely phenomenal. Scotty D, I think you mentioned that, the fact that that game alone should have earned him the Scott, the Conn Smythe trophy. But, I mean, it was just a phenomenal, just it was an amazing game seven, everything you could ask for. Only thing you could ask for, a little bit more for it to be a little bit closer game. But the St. Louis Blues went in there with a purpose and took home the very first Stanley Cup trophy back to Missouri, Mizzou. 50, yeah, man. That 52 was, uh, years, 52 years, and finally they got one. But go ahead, Scotty D. Yeah, I, I agree, man. That that series, that was as much. I, I enjoyed watching that Stanley Cup final this year as much as any any hockey finals I've watched, other than when the Penguins are in. Yeah, I knew it. I, I, knew I was it. about to say, I'm like, wait a minute, hold well, on. <laughs> I, I I kept saying on past episodes I wasn't that interested because the Penguins were out, but they absolutely brought me back in. I mean, Boston won two games on the road as well. This was a this was a slugfest game, and it was a roller coaster up and down. Um, yeah, and Bennington's performance in Game Seven was was historic. I mean, especially in that first period, he was not getting a ton of help defensively. He was just flat standing on his head. And a lot of times, you see uh, a goalie makes a bunch of saves, and they show the replay, and the pucks are getting shot right into his chest. That wasn't the case here. This guy was all over the ice, and yep. uh, he he was largely responsible for for them winning that that final game before before the scoring even really got going. But I mean, 
Boston didn't choke. They had a, they were, especially in that first period, they were dominant and just couldn't get one by that guy. I, I, as drama in sports goes, you couldn't ask for much more than what we saw in that series. And just to piggyback off of what um, Scott E was saying, Bennington pretty much took, he, he took, he, he took the heart. He took their heart out of the game because you keep pouring on, pouring on shots, pouring on shots, and you can't get past this dude. You eventually like, oh, what do we have to do to get through to this dude? And then when St. Louis start putting a score on, putting another goal in there, putting another goal, then it's like that you could feel the air just be, the, you could like just leave, just leave out of the building. Yeah, it was yeah. over. It was, and I'm telling you, that was largely responsible in the hands of Jordan Bennington. But shout out to Boston for a great series and shout out to Chara playing with a broken jaw. And when I, I I hate having ingrown whiskers, like I said, last. (laughs) (laughs) in in the words of my man, Scotty D Tukaraz has been around for a while. And Tukaraz can be had. <laughs> yeah, he was had in Game Seven. Uh, I, 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 I think I think that's one of the more iconic. Um, <laughs> if we were to put out T-shirts, that'd be on the back of Scotty D's T-shirt. Tukaraz has been around for a while, and he also can be had as well too. <laughs> um, that was a great series. Uh, my only thing is, of course, and we kind of talked about this in the group chat. Um, at the end of the game, when they're on the ice, they're celebrating. They dropped 511 F bombs and what <laughs> and what was the word that Mike Emmerich used? Exaltations. Ex- exaltations. What what does Webster's dictionary say about that? Because what's that? How you spell it? I'm I'm about to look it up right now. X E X H A L T A T I O N S. Exaltations. Exaltation. Thank you, Scripps National Spelling Bee, which is also a sport. The yes, the exaltation is a noun, of course, person, place, or thing. To give some of you uh, guys a refresher, it is the first definition. Exaltation is a feeling or state of extreme happiness. Okay, maybe that applied. Okay. Uh, the second definition is the action of elevating someone in rank, power, or character. And then the third one definition is the action or praising someone or something highly. So three and one makes sense because I was like exaltation. I mean, I thought I thought he was referring to them cussing a lot. Yeah. I tell you what, <laughs> I'd rather hear Doc Emmerich say that uh, oh boy, the exaltation, <laughs> and to hear Doris Burke say, "Why Leonard? Where do you get your steely resolve? Who talks like that?" <laughs> Hi, you played really where where do you get your steely resolve? What are you supposed to say to something that's stupid? I said I, I, as soon as soon as she said it, I was uh I, I had to tell us over and we watched the game. And as soon as she said it, I said to myself, I know Scott is shooting fire out of his ears, eyes, mouth, nose. Oh, She's terrible. <laughs> Oh, where did you get your steely resolve? Oh, for crying out loud! Dude. I thought she said steel reserve. I'm like, well, you can get a 211 <laughs> at your local store. That's what I thought at first. Oh God, ladies and gentlemen, for those that are listening, if you haven't noticed something about all three of us, when we're really passionate about something, we're going to just insert it at any given point of time in yeah. in the podcast and. 
Doris Burke is a thorn in the money man's side. And I'm over here. I'm dying. I'm uh, <laughs> I was I was thinking about sending Scotty D a Doris Burke fathead, but he probably would like this. He probably would have nothing to do. Like that would probably be the one thing that runs him off of Sports Bros podcast. Oh my god. It's a life-size fathead. Of Doris Burke. You know what? Scotty D really don't cuss much, but he just might cuss me smooth uh, out. <laughs> oh, man. So oh, bad. Man. Oh, one, man. one day, one day we're going to be in the studio. Like, I think it's part of the interruption where they have the bobbleheads on the yeah. on the set and everything. Oh, that that's definitely going to happen in the future. We You will see the Sports Bros podcast and there will be a Doris Burke bobblehead in front of the money, man. <laughs> And I will be pers- I will be more than glad to deliver it right to him on the air. Next, live. next thing you know, we see Scott diving <laughs> over the desk. I'm like, what in the heck? What kind of madcap show <laughs> we run? Technical difficulties. Please stand by. It's called <laughs> Scott. Don't like doors. That's what the difficulty is. <laughs> oh man, guys, this is wonderful. Uh, episode 15, almost a 20. All right, so uh, the Blues defeat the Bruins. Win the Stanley Cup and Scotty D gets what gets what he wants, and that is what Scott. Another we we don't get another what? Another Boston parade. Yeah, I know I'm gonna catch a little heat from the Boston fans, but and, and we don't care. Yeah, you've won enough. Fifth eleven championships. In the words of my mother, let somebody else have something else sometime. <laughs> right. All right. Speaking of letting somebody else have something else sometime. Fellas, this year U.S. Open. I can't recall the last time I've watched golf like this in quite a while. Gary Woodland wins the U.S. Open over the surging Brooks Kepka. Scotty D, your thoughts on Gary Woodland winning the U.S. Open? Man, I was rooting for this dude. I, I, I was actually happy with the outcome. Uh, going into the yesterday, he had a two-shot lead, I believe, on Justin Rose, and uh, I think it was three on Kepka, if I'm not mistaken, it's something something like that. And uh, and not too far behind was Matt Kuchar and a couple other guys were were in contention, Louis Oosthuizen. Mm-hmm. And in, on a U.S. Open, in, in a U.S. Open, anything can happen because the, it's always a tough setup. Now, this year at Pebble Beach, the wind didn't blow as much, so it, it, the guys were able to score a little bit better than, than ordinarily they would in that format. But the one guy who I didn't really expect to win, even with the lead, was Gary Woodland. I thought Brooks Kepka was going to make a charge. And, man, in the first five holes, it seemed like he was running down the hill. He birdied the fir- four of the first five. He was one-putting every green. And it just had the makings of Brooks Kepka just coming out and showing his dominance. But as happens in golf, you have a couple uh, errant shots here and there, and, and it brings you back to life. And Gary Woodland hung in there all day, and he was calm and he was cool. And he made an incredibly huge shot on 17 when Kepka was on 18, uh, putting for birdie. And, and Gary Woodland on 17 was on the opposite side of the green. And he was just seemingly in trouble. And he made an absolutely amazing chip that left with him a, a tap in par. And that really sealed the deal right there, I thought. What a great tournament. I had a great time watching all whatever it was. I watched like 18 to 20 hours of golf this past weekend. But I, I had was, a great was, time watching that tournament. This it week. was a whole lot. Because I was at work, I'm like, what's Brooks doing? What's Brooks doing? What's Brooks doing? I'm like, oh, he went from uh, from fifth to second. What's Brooks doing? Oh, man, he dropped. Okay, he backed. So, I mean, it was... 
it was good. It was good. Um, Didn't you think it was going to be him though? I mean, were you kind of expecting him to? to... I, I sure, charge. I, I sure did because he started. Yeah, he started making that charge, making that push. I'm like, uh oh, <laughs> uh oh. And then I looked and I was like, you know what? I'll give it to Gary Woodland because he had um, he had that thing. What's that thing called? He had that steely resolve. That steely, <laughs> steely resolve. resolve. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where he got his steely resolve. Oh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Gary Woodland was motivated with the Steeler Reserve and the Steeler Resolve. And, um, oh, yeah, Steeler Reserve cut that check. Um, and he won. Be like, what do you think about this tournament? Man, it was just neck and neck. And one thing that I'm really, really greatly appreciating about this golf season, especially over the, over the course, it's just that you have such an array of talent. And mm-hmm. just every single week has been something. And these majors have not disappointed in the slightest. I'm talking about these are storylines for the ages when it comes to these um, tournaments. And Gary Woodland, I'm I'm going to save part of this because um, we got a later segment going on that I really want to um, divulge. But I just want to say it was it was an amazing show, coming through in the clutch, making the shots that are necessary. Because, I mean, with Brooks Kepka, um, a couple of holes ahead, setting setting that standard, knowing what you need to do, because he's already like, all right, you see he's three strokes behind. He's two strokes behind. He's one, oh, boy. All right. And so you've, you, have, you have that foresight already of knowing what he's doing and the moves that he's making. Now you got to come back behind him and make those necessary shots, the amount of pressure that's going on, being the final group. And for the way he did, especially like um, Sky D said on um, 17, amazing, amazing display. Congratulations, Gary. That was a wonderful performance. He probably had exaltations, too. That's the key phrase phrase of the Sports Sports Podcast, episode 15, exaltations and steal a resolve. I don't know where that came from. I don't know either, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll put some audio to that one day. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. All right, so it was a great um great U.S. Open, great, great, great. Shout out to Brooks the Bomber, Kepka. I do this because I do this built like a Greek god. I'll see those muscles busting out through the shirt, and I was like, wow, you know. All right, hey, pause. What? Pause. Pause. What? Uh, oh no, I was just saying you talking about rippling muscles and tearing off shirts and stuff. I, Making sure. Oh, I mean, well, you, you know, know one thing, brother. Not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. man! Moving on to our favorite section of the show, the choices of the voices, and as always, the choices and the voices have been coming through in a major way. Scotty D, what was the question for the listeners out there? The question I pose is: What do athletes do on a regular basis? What do they do that? Uh, habitually are cringeworthy and i uh some of you aren't following directions out there i said we're not talking about specific people as much as we're talking about just this was a general question what do you see uh, like the athletes do that you see a lot of them do that they do over and over again and um we had some pretty cool responses some stuff that uh hadn't crossed my mind so I, i appreciate the feedback that we got from everybody out there all right and here we go all right martin tracy who never lets us down. Matty uh, Ice. That's Matty yes. Ice. Martin Tracy says, 
the Craig Kimbrough pre-pitched theatrics, and then he also threw in the singing of Sweet Caroline after a Boston Red Sox win. That wasn't pertaining to the questions, but I kind of get it. I kind of understand it. Um, yeah, Craig Kimbrough, the, P, uh, the pre-pitched theatrics with the arms sticking out and everything, just, I guess, like, you know, go ahead and throw the damn ball and get it over with. Understand that. Uh, Trey Duke, uh, Cam Newton's dabbing and his first down celebration. He See, wouldn't... again, wrong, wrong answer. That's not oh, boy. <laughs> and 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 uh, and I think uh, I'm going to let you guys get into that with him on next week's episode. So um, that was a more specific thing, but he kind of opened a little can of worms between you guys. I think it, did he not on Facebook or some? Uh, there was a take? there was there was a little bit. Oh, but a little I'm, bit. I'm, I'm I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this because I want to I want to bring it back to a general sense where maybe it's not just Cam Newton's antics, but it's quite a few quite a few players. And antics that are that could could become annoying, especially oh, yeah. in the, in the brevity, like in the situation that's going on. Like, yes, I, I love Cam Newton to death, but yeah, I, I do. So like, bro, well, you just got a first down. And we're down by twenty eight points. Ugh. We got time for that. We, we got time for that. that. You so, should I be mean, marching down the damn field. So it's not okay. just Cam Newton, but maybe we're just pointing towards the excessive celebrations in yes. the NFL. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. That. Maybe a general statement of that. I'm not agreeing with that because I think the NFL needs to, because it, at some point in time it became the no fun league. And I do enjoy the celebrations at the same note, like just at, save it for a touchdown, save yeah. it for a big play. So that I, I can see where he's going with that. I ain't going to be too mad at him, but he did sort of pinpoint my beloved Cam Newton as you will hear a little bit. Um, with the podcast because we do have a special guest this week. And so, and we had a little debate going on with that and how much I admire my quarterback, my cam VP, but yeah, this, he does have some antics. I'm going to tell you right now that it might be a little annoying that it might be a little personal. What in the hell does cam Newton be wearing at these post games? On, on interviews, but and, I, I, and, and, and and Trey did provide some exhibits of uh, Cam's choice of clothing during the press conferences. There, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 we, we we as diehard Panther fans, I, we do we do not endorse or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Cam Newton, do you do your thing? But yeah, I don't know what you'd be wearing, bro. Keep wearing know. onesies. Just, oh, oh, oh no! What they, what, what they call them rompers? Yeah, I mean, I, last time I wore a romper in a onesie, I was what two, mm-hmm. one maybe. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what he'd be wearing. I don't know. Ezekiel Elliott still won't wear a full shirt, but I, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Zeke's in the penalty box. Anyways, uh, okay, Pete D'Amato. Pete D'Amato. Am I pronouncing his name right? D'Amato. D'Amato. All right, Pete D'Amato. All right, Pete D'Amato says the LeBron James powder toss. The powder toss that kind of gets under his skin. Ah, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you know. Uh, Sean Massengill, uh, he said pitchers and batters taking too much time fixing themselves. Uh, what comes to mind is Nomar Garcia Para and the constant readjustment of his gloves. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, that's a great, great answer from Sean right there because yeah. – uh, even I, as a pirate fan, I watch his Colin Moran to play for the Pirates. He readjusts his glove every, after every pitch, 
And even if the pitcher throws the ball over to first base, he steps out of the batter's box and readjusts his gloves. Come on! <laughs> and the game, the game is already long enough, and then you've got all this extra stuff that's going on. It's just saying that was a like I said that was a perfect answer to um, Scott's question. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's a great answer. Yep. All right, Rodney Bellamy, Big Rod. Uh, he hates the Tom Brady glare. And athletes acting hard at press conference. Yeah, uh, I, I can see that one too. Yeah. And um, Jack Thompson, what's up, Jack? Jack said, any kind of pregame trash talk. He said, just let your game speak for yourself. I, I, I like that. I like that answer in certain aspects. Mm. There's, there's certain sports that calls for it. Like any combat fighting, your MMA, your boxing, I need that trash talk. And like, um, in some of your team sports, it's a little, it's, it's yeah, the, the pregame trash talk is not, not a good thing. No. So, I mean, I definitely, I can definitely agree with that assessment from Jack. So, and that yeah. one, like I said, that's on a more generalized statement, which was good for um, Scott's, um, Scott's question. If I may, as Eddie Cool would like to say, the head of creative, if I could opine on this real quick, my annoying thing, I, I didn't listen to the question either, but the first thing that I just found extremely and amazingly annoying is, but this probably more specific than anything, is other teams' marching bands in college football. Oh, boy. Other teams. I have to say, because I love, I love my Tiger Rag. I really do. But I can see where that could be incredibly annoying, but it's also a part of the sport. So yeah. maybe I, I get it, but I'm going to tell you one that's particularly annoying. I need them just to have a little bit more creativity is the Florida State Seminoles. For the love of God, every first down, second down, third down, rally time, defensive hold, third down on the defense, touchdown, field goal, extra point, kickoff turn, beginning of the game, end of the game, through and through, all you hear is that same freaking war chant. Oh, boy. Uh, the, where the band is just blaring, just ridiculous. It's the same thing. Like, I get it. So other, other schools have different, different, um, different rally songs for different occasions. Yep. Like, they have different things. Florida State is literally that one. Oh. All right. So, in other words, B Live took this opportunity to talk oh. trash on one of his most hated opponents. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's you, you gonna stop? You gonna stop interrupting me when I say? <laughs> Let me say my piece. Uh, one one, th- one thing that did that uh, that does annoy me was um he's a pitch for the Braves, and I don't even know if he's in baseball anymore. Um, I think he's a reliever, Mike Gonzalez had this rocking motion before he decided to pitch. I didn't know if I was on the Sun Cruise casino boat or the Titanic or in my living room. I know what the hell he I don't know where the hell I was. I'm watching the game and okay he winds up he starts rocking. I start rocking. He continues rocking. I continue rocking. I throw the damn ball. What you gonna do? What the hell? <laughs> I understand that some theatrics, you know, they are what they are. I mean, because I thought the Hideo normal windup, it was different. It was unique. I mean, it was 
who he was. But Mike Gonzalez was on his rock, and I'm like, dude, you should be tired from all that. You you burn an extra energy from rocking before you throw the pitch. Like, yeah, that's another thing. Like, come on, dude, just throw the damn ball. Scotty D, what you got? Um, is that is that all of them? Is that is that everybody's? Yep, that's everyone. Mm-hmm. I thought uh, didn't Uncle Max have one on there? Did he have one? Yeah, Uncle Max. I think he mentioned coaches clapping on the sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. Uncle Max. I'm sorry, Uncle Max. Yeah. Don't hate me. Uncle Max had one. Uh, coaches clapping on the sideline was after when was they're this... when they're when they're trailing. Yeah, when they're trailing. Yeah, Uncle. And Max. That, that's especially grating to me because if you ever watch the Dallas Cowboys <laughs> I game, knew it. <laughs> Jason Garrett won't stop clapping. So that one, that one hit home for me. So I like that answer, Uncle Max. That, that's that was a good one. Do you think he does that out of like you know, like you know how some people have their um, their things they do to calm themselves? Do you think, do you think Jason um, Garrett does that as like a calming mechanism? I think he does it because he's a complete dork. That's okay. why I think he does it. Okay, you heard it first from a diehard Cowboys fan. Yeah, he's just a nerd. That's what that's <laughs> nerd. <laughs> uh, for my my personally, there's there's a there's a handful of things. So I watch so many sports. There's so many things that drive me crazy. Uh, one thing I could I could do without is the uh, the interviews during games of coaches like. Well, like Doris Bark, for instance, trying to interview. <laughs> Here we go. Between quarters it. of an NBA game. I mean, the coaches should be on the sidelines drawing up plays. Interview them after the game. That that one gets on my nerves. I could do without so many players in the NFL making first downs and then doing the first down signal. That that one gets under my skin. But I'll tell you one that I think probably really, really makes me cringe more than anything. And that is the handshake after every free throw attempt, made or missed, if you're shooting free throws, you have to handshake or fist bump all four of your teammates after every free throw. Too Quit much. it. Shoot the next free throw. No. If you miss, get your feet planted in there and, and concentrate shooting the next free throw. You don't have to shake nope. my hand. We're nope. boys. We shook hands when we saw each other today. Nope. <laughs> nope. And see, see. All right, Scott, I'm going to ask you this question. I do not mean to be degrading. Did you play? Um, were you a basketball player growing up? Do I look like a basketball player? I'm just, that's, that's what I, did. I, I, I don't want to assume. But Stereotype I was, me. I was not I a basketball was, player. <laughs> oh, okay. boy. I'm telling you, the fine art, and I'm telling you, really, real talk, is a fine art of um, um, free throw shooting because it's such a repetitive um, situation. There was actually moments of time where you would see somebody, it, um, James Harden was actually very famous for it, where when, even when he shot a technical free throw shot, he would go through the motion of um, giving, giving each one of his players a five, even when he was shooting a technical and there's nobody there. Because when it comes to free throw shooting, it is such a repetition. You go through the same motion okay, time so and time repeat again. Okay, so repeat the action without shaking his hand and interrupt that, him. That, that's stupid. That's, that's what they do. <laughs> that's what they do. And that's what we do in practice. You shoot 100 free throws in practice and you shake hands 100 times? Yes. No, you don't. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, you, you, you don't, don't practice fist bumps in practice. 
If you're Bobby, shooting free throws, you're not going to tell me the rest of the team standing around waiting to shake your hand while you're yes. you're, you're doing your shooting your own free throws on the other end. Let me Get tell you. Let me let me let me tell you. Let me and tell, I tell you what. Maybe the, they do. Maybe you're right. But if if so, I still hate it. And that's what the point of this is. What well, makes it crazy? And that makes me crazy. Well, then you, that's what I'm saying. You need to appreciate the other side of it. And you're, you're going to let no. me say yes. You yes you do. And I'm telling you, you know, you know, you know why, you know why it's such a thing is because when you made free throws, and it's one of those things that you get in the repetition of it. When you made three um, free throws, your teammates congratulated you because guess what? They didn't have to run suicides because you made it. Because guess what? You'd run, you'd have a full practice for an hour, two, two and a half hours of running up and down the court and everything. And the last thing the coach would do is he would line everybody up on the free. Will you be on the free throw line? You would shoot a free throw because you're tired, and that's well, when I you're mentally you and physically tired. You let, let me explain it, and then you, <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying. But I'm gonna tell you, if I was a coach and one of my players made a free throw, and you go up and you fist bump him, and he misses the second one, you're running suicides for making him miss. How about that? That's what. But that's the point. That's the point. If you miss, you're running. You're on the line. You, right, you, you got him out of the rhythm by going up there and shaking his damn That head. is the rhythm. <laughs> I hate it. I'm still surprised you're not, you. You're not going to change my mind on that one. I stand by that decision. I'm still surprised you ain't say nothing about Steph Curry's chewing his mouthpiece. Uh, yeah, I did last week when I said that's not the proper answer for this, for this question. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, annoying too. F- f- fellas, just, just to let you know, uh, for, for, for editing purposes, just to let you know, I, this is the clip I'm using. Yes, sir. I'm using this clip for the snippet. Yes, you are at each other's neck. By each other. I am using this for the snippet. So get ready for it. This is why I love you guys. You give me things I least expect it, and I love each and every second of it. All right, would, you, would you like to hear the question for next week? Should we move on? <laughs> yeah. All right, now. Now we're... I'm sorry. I oh, love man, you, Scotty D, man. I love you, money man. <laughs> All right, back on track. All right, Scotty D, what is the question for next week's choices of the voices section? All right, I'm putting it out there for some creativity. But if you were a professional fighter or a UFC fighter, boxer, or even a batter in baseball, what would you choose to be your walkout music? Oh, I watched Tyson Fury fight this past Saturday night, and he came out. British guy comes out to "Living in America" by James Brown, and he had on the uh, the American hat and like the outfit that Apollo Creed wore in Rocky IV. I thought that was kind of cool, so it made me think: uh, if I was walking to the ring, what song would I be? What, what would have? What would I have the arena playing as I walked out to to be a boxer? Or if, you know, a lot of um, when batters step up to the to the box in Major League Baseball, they play a walk up song. So I'm giving you your choice, however you want it. Even if you're a pro wrestler or a UFC fighter, what would you like to be your walkout song? All right, and that is next week's choices of the voices listener section. We want to thank Martin, Trey, Pete, Sean, Rodney, and Jack for putting in their two cents, well, $1.45 cents, <laughs> in this week's choices of the voices section. All right, now, recently, the almighty B-Live has a little bit of heat, has drawn a good amount of heat, and it has raised the ire of Philadelphia Eagles fans when it comes to the proper payment compensation, financial compensation contract, if you will, of one 
Carson Wentz. And diehard Eagles fan, JR has reached out and he said, you know what? I got to get on the podcast because I will not let the almighty be live just slip and slide and get away with it like that. So right now, world, we want to introduce to you the one, the only, JR. How's everybody doing? Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Pleasure to have you on the podcast, brother. And of course, we got the almighty be live and the money man, Scotty D. So we're not going to waste too much more time. We're going to, we hold on before we go into stuff. You keep speaking for folk talking about it's a pleasure. I I didn't I didn't vote for this. Did you put <laughs> I didn't put in a vote to add a fourth member to this podcast because he he gonna come on here with some silliness and I'm and I'm gonna shut him down real quick. But you know what? I'm gonna give him an opportunity. I'm gonna give him an opportunity to speak his piece because you know what? There's there's two sides to every coin. There's opinions out there. I don't think my opinion is wrong. But then Scotty D thinks he's always right, and I'm oh always boy. wrong. So I, you know what? I am I am here to cause all the controversy in the world. Eddie, cool. Go ahead. Go back to your introduction. And everything. I apologize. I had to say my piece, though. I just had to say what I felt like I needed to say. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. All that. So, anyways, uh, we um since Jr. hit me up, say you know what, man. I cannot let Belav get away with these comments that are scandalous and salacious. So I said, JR, guess what? We're going to put you on the podcast, bro. We're going to let you defend why Carson Wentz is worth the money. All right. First off, we're going to hear, we've already heard the viewpoint of the Almighty Be Live on last week's episode of the Sports Bulls podcast. Now, JR, explain to us why Carson Wentz is worth every bit of his $144 million contract. The boy has toughness for one thing, which is no. Eddie Cool, I'm, I apologize, but I'm going to say this. Okay. My quarterback went back out the very next play after he tore his ACL and threw for a touchdown pass against the Rams, right? Yeah, he did do that. What did Cam do in the Super Bowl when it went to go down for the ball? Ran back like he was scared. Oh, boy, here we go. Yeah. I'm saying that he has very, very much toughness. He is a good man. You don't hear any scandals about him. That's- He's not – like Cam saying some stuff about oh about a woman that knows something about sports. Excuse me, that's not right. But I feel like he deserved it because he has proven himself to the to the loyal people of Philadelphia. No, he no, he did not get us the super, get us the Super Bowl. But if it wasn't for him that year, we would not have been in the position we were in to get to the Super Bowl. So yes, I give Nick Foles his credit. Also, I mean. If you want to, if you want to compare stats, I think he broke Cam's record, if I'm not mistaken. All right, so okay, so you, Joe, you got some very valid points, man. You know, he did. You know, Carson Wentz did get him to the Super Bowl, um, and I think that year he was in the running for a, a <clears throat> for the MVP that year too. And yeah. um, of course, you know, injuries come through, and they set people back. But you know, it's all about moving forward after that. And to his credit, he does have a Super Bowl ring. Uh, Almighty be live. Where you at on this? Ooh, thank you. Let's, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Know, you. I'm he's on that season. <laughs> you know I am. You know I am. But here's, here's, here's something I want to point out. JR, smooth, whatever we're supposed to call you. Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm going to say this. You had some very valid points. You're absolutely correct. Carson Wentz. 
You know what? He he's he is a very good quarterback with a tremendous upside. But there are some points that you made that are just absolutely ridiculous. Oh boy. First of all, did you really just refer to the Philadelphia Eagle fans as loyal? Loyal? <laughs> That's right. Lo- loyal? Those are gotta That's be right. the most disloyal, disrespectful fans I have ever met in my entire life. And I'm not saying that against you. But whenever you boo Santa Claus, Santa, Santa Claus? What's I was just about I was just about to say that. I was just about to say that too. I, I digress. We we're talking about Carson Wentz here. And Eddie Cool, thank you for making thank you for making that point of where Carson Wentz was in the running for MVP. Let me emphasize running in the running for MVP. My beloved quarterback won the MVP. This, I'm, I'm sorry. The, 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 ma, ma, let me make sure. Is my mic on? Oh, it's no, on. I want to make sure it, that the public is hearing me correctly. My quarterback won the MVP, went 15-1, and one, took his team all the way to the Super Bowl. Yes, that one play that you keep mentioning about, you're absolutely right. And that was after multiple times of the Denver Broncos headhunting. So yes, let, let somebody let somebody let somebody hit you in the head multiple times and and see if you don't flinch. But it's all right. It's okay. I digress. I'm gonna tell you right now. Carson Wentz is gonna flinch every time somebody goes toward what? What did he break this time? What did he take? What was the ACL or ankle? What What did he do? Help me. Help me was out. It, was it a back? Was North it? ACL and had a compound fracture in his back. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. a back issue. It was a back uh, issue. I'm gonna, this tell, time you, I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you right now. Yes, the kid's young and he's got a lot of heart. He's going to flinch. Best believe that. I don't care who you are and how much resolve you got. Whenever you have come off a injury of that magnitude, you're going to flinch. But I'm going to tell you this right now. Mind you, I'm also saying all these stats about Cam Newton. And now Cam Newton is making $12 million or $10 million less than Carson Wentz right now and has done more and proven more. There's a couple more stats um, I want to throw out there to you. Out of all the quarterbacks in the league since th- 2011, and there are three quarterbacks in the league that have more touchdowns than Cam Newton. I'm going to name them for you. Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, and somebody that you decided to call overrated, Tom Brady. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hall of Fame, yeah. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. I, out of, since 2011, guess who has the most rush, rushing touchdowns in the league? Guess what? It's not a running back. If if you want to compare somebody to somebody else, you better come with all the stats. Oh my goodness! Oh boy! Oh Lord, he. Oh boy, he. This is first time on the show. He didn't. He didn't got the high pitch and everything. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm coming Struggle for you. <laughs> but I'm telling you, Carson Wentz deserves a good contract. Yes. He does, but $30, $32 million, it's okay. I actually applaud the Philadelphia Eagles for that contract. Pay the man, absolutely. Don't pay anybody else, and let's see how, let's see how far that team goes this year and the year moving forward. I'm perfectly fine with it because I'm telling you, we signed Joe McCord to our defensive line. 
we got studs on our um on our defense. We got our young offense. We got um we got our offensive line a little bit better. I'm just doing comparison between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Carolina Panthers. I will put money. I will put. I will put money on the line right now and say that the Carolina Panthers have a better season this year with all that money they just paid Carson Wentz. I put money on the line right now. You 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 really? I will put fifty bucks on the line right now. You hear it on the air. Fifty Ooh, bucks right now that the Carolina Panthers have a better season than the Philadelphia Eagles. Is that so, a bet, sir? Uh, uh, sir, can you hear me? I can yeah. hear you. Yes, sir. We here. Oh, we can put that on the line. Hey, Philly will have a better record than than um Carolina this year, sir. All right, America, you hear? You hear? You hear us? All right, there, there, there it is. Well, Scotty D, um, what, what you think about all this? <laughs> Hey, leave me out of this one, buddy. No, 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 no. We, we need, we need an unbiased opinion right now, Scotty D. We need. Well, you see, you might be biased because you're a Cowboys fan. I don't know. That's what I will tell you this today. If you give me my choice of quarterback between Carson Wentz and Cam Newton. I'm going to not even think about it and take Carson Wentz. That's just me today, and, I, and I'm an eagle hater. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He he put, he put his cow – hey, now, look, now, to listen to the podcast and people that know us personally, you know Scotty D is a diehard Dallas Cowboys fans. Me and the almighty B-Live were diehard Carolina Panthers fans. And also, JR, he is a diehard – Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me try it again. And, of course, you know – JR, he is a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan. I just thought about that Fly Eagles Fly song. That's what kind of just, just threw everything off. Um, as, many, as, as many times I used to hear that during Madden when JR used to play me. But it's okay. It's all good. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. What do you say? So, um, if, if you, so if you look at it, um, from an investment standpoint, you know, we, we all agree that, hey, you know, if you got a quarterback, you know, you better try to invest, them, you know, invest, put, make a good a sound investment in them to get the most out of them because you know as well as I do. You, you guys know as well as I do. <clears throat> franchise quarterbacks are hard to find. And the thing about, you know, Carson Wentz, um, he's a proven winner because he won national championships on the college level. It was North Dakota State, right? Yeah, for the Bison. Yes. It like it was, it was what every other year they win the championship game, so yeah. they know how. I mean, so he he knows how to win, and so that's what when the Eagles drafted him, that's what they were looking for a quarterback that you know that knows how to win because ever since Michael Vick left town, um, the Eagles had had a hard have been having a hard time trying to fill that role as to finding a future franchise quarterback. I don't remember all who they went through because that's neither null and void, but. Um, it's at the point where the Eagles say, you know what, let's go ahead and roll the dice and let's go ahead and get Carson Wentz. There's nobody, you know, let's go ahead and get this. We will, do it. We will not bring up the Chip Kelly horrible era of the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. I was, I, was going, I was trying to save you for that, Jr. I was trying to save you. <laughs> but you know what, it's a, you know what, Eddie Cool, thank you once again because you have come through in the clutch when we're making these arguments. I'm telling you what, because congratulations – to Carson Wentz and the North Dakota State Bison, if I'm not mistaken. That is the football bowl. Sir, once again, how many rings does Cam have? Okay, how many did Carson Wentz 
Wentz win. Here's the thing. I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. Within the next two years, Carson Wentz will be the MVP. And (laughs) it might even be this year because we know Carolina ain't going to do it. Oh my lord! How about this? How about this? How about this? How about this? You know what? I, 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 for the sake of this show, I'm going to applaud you for your your gumption because you know what? You you are sticking to your guns. I'm going to make this simple point for um, Eddie Cool's behalf. Thank you for mentioning the North um, North Dakota State Bison and their national championship because once again. Everything that Carson Wentz has done, Cam Newton has done it better. Because the last I checked, Cam Newton won a national championship with Auburn. Yep. In the big show, not not the not the one double A or the FCS. What which which one? Yeah, the FCS. He won yeah, FCS, in the, right. He won it in the FBS, the big boy show. But it's okay. I get it. You want it, your little brother Carson Wentz. I understand it because just like in, even in college football, you're a fan of little brother, the South Carolina Gamecocks, when it comes to the big brother, Clemson Tigers. I mean, it, it, I, I, <laughs> oh boy, always comes back to that. Scott, Scotty, do you know you Scotty, do you know what's going to be true? All right, I'm trying to leave the out of this today. We. I told you I'm coming for it. It's like a mix between an alien and a darn Barbie doll. Oh, no. <laughs> no. I'm going to start calling him Sunshine Jr., all right? Oh, oh my Lord. You know oh, what? Boy. I mean, you know what? You know <laughs> this, see, this right here is what happens when you just let any old type of anybody come on the show. <laughs> but you know what? I'm... I, JR, we have been lifelong friends for well over 20 years, and I love you more than a brother. That's right, what, bro. We will never agree. We're going to agree to disagree. We're going to put our money where our mouth is, and I will see you in February. And I want my money on time. My money on time, sir. Eddie right. Cool. Eddie Cool. I like it. Uh, just cool. To, get this. Uh, just, just get, <laughs> I, I got it. I got it. Just, just to give some more. Um, <laughs> Just to shed some more light on this, uh, Carson Wentz is a five-time, 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 you get it, uh, FCS champion. And that's pretty impressive. Um, One, two, three, four, five. Yeah. How's that even possible? He played He played five years. Yes, yeah, so, yeah, so <laughs> from 2011 to 2015, he's a five-time FCS champion. So, so I mean, he, he pulled a hundred run from he yeah, Hunter Renfro. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, he he put he pulled a Hunter Renfro, and also shout out to him because he was born in Raleigh, North Carolina, and how the hell he wound up in North Dakota is beyond me. <laughs> All right, because, yeah, because because Clemson didn't want him. All right, cool. Move Why? On. I don't care about the Clem, Clem Tech Tigers. Oh boy, oh, here we go. Boy. All right, we're gonna end this segment, and uh, Jr. thank you for popping up on the Sports Bros podcast. Hopefully, oh, bro. hopefully this won't be the last and um yeah that's it so thanks jr thank you jr thank you guys jr you're the best you're still in the penalty box get him out of here <laughs> all right all right all right jr you be good
right. Moving right along. We're almost going to the end of the show, but first, we got to see what's going on this year, Penalty Box. Okay. <laughs> All right. In the penalty box is JR still <laughs> for making blasphemous comments about Tom Brady, KD, Clemson, and the Dallas Cowboys for being overrated. Yeah, and of course, yeah, permanent. I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I, he, he's working his way through and through because we can't keep him in the penalty. Yep. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, we can. I'm trying. I'm trying because he has been an avid supporter and listener and he's put he's put in his two cents he's um yep. over he's overdrawn his bank account quite a few times but oh boy two cents. <laughs> but he i mean he keeps plugging away maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll go into discussion um about him coming out of the penalty box so uh, I, I think that's fair jr jenna clem can do it you can do it too that's right got <laughs> but but he he's still in there for this week. Well, we'll we'll, we'll we'll discuss future. I think he's up for an appeal at some point in time. Okay, you know? all right. Yeah, yeah. By, by by episode twenty, we'll figure out where his stance is. Um, the next one goes to Clint Hurdle and the Pittsburgh Pirates owner for holding the team down and making Josh Bell and the fans suffer. Yep. So he's 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 definitely still in the penalty box. Oh yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, and he's, and, he's there. and especially. After Clint Hurdle coached his team into that nice and lovely sweep by the Atlanta Braves, Bravo. no comment. No comment. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, going into the penalty box is the umpire during the Braves Pirates skirmish who ejected the Pirates pitcher and Josh Donaldson after a minor brush up. Yeah, that was stupid. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I the bench is clear, but nobody. I mean, nobody really. He he pushed one person, but there was no punches thrown. No, nothing should have been warnings, and that was it. Right. So so we're gonna find out this umpire's name, and we're gonna put him out there, front street. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's in the penalty box, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, new entry to the penalty box is yeah. You got to make some room over because it's pretty crowded. Raphael Nadal for conducting a scratch and sniff test on worldwide television. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, he'll never get out because he does that all the time. <laughs> yeah, that was that was ooh. Mm. two words in the dog. You nasty, right? <laughs> you nasty. Like, come on, man. Like you 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 digging for dingleberries and picking boogers on TV. <laughs> come on now. I don't know what's worse, that or eating a hot dog like Mark Sanchez on the sideline. But I digress on the words of the Almighty Be Live. Um, and speaking of uh, penalty box and Be Live, uh, Robert Kraft. Oh, absolutely, he will. <laughs> I'm telling you, we are not letting it go. You and your 39 year old girlfriend. I don't even know if they're still together or any. I wouldn't be with that. I wouldn't be with them anymore. If if I, I'm just I'm just saying. But that that that's neither here nor there. Robert Kraft. I'm not letting it go. You're over here paying for prostitutes and stuff like that, getting your little happy ending with your massage. You are not coming out of that penalty box, and I'm gonna keep this story going until something else happens. Yeah, you're gonna just brush it under a rug and be a misdemeanor. And I don't even think they're even charging them anymore just because of whatever's whatever. I'm not letting it go. Yeah, Robert Kraft, you in there. And the newest addition to the penalty box. <laughs> I can't believe I'm about to say this. 
but one Orenthal James Simpson, also known as OJ Simpson, who recently got a Twitter account and he is wilding out on Twitter. Be live, do you? What did he? Man. <laughs> I'm 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 trying to I'm trying to get to this level. Of, so, <laughs> this old this old crusty dude, he he he's on social media now. He is a <gasps> whopping three tweets, three three videos. He wants to set the record straight, tell everybody who is and isn't his manager with his Hawaiian shirt on. One and he has made three little snippets of a video and. Has six hundred and eleven thousand followers. Like, golly, I, I, I know I, I, I probably should have played a sport and went professional with it and made it to the. Made, did he make it to the Hall of Fame? I think he made it to the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, yep. and, yeah, and then and then decided to um, stab his wife and his lover and um, ride around in a um, broke down Bronco, um, being chased by the police and. Be part of the most prolific while, while, while interrupting an NBA finals game, right? Yeah, so, so I, I guess he has some people that want to know what the heck he's talking about, but literally, that's all his videos have been is him talking trash about other people lying on him. I'm like, Lord Jesus, bro, this why, why can't you just li- live? I mean, just what, why he has the most twi- Twitter followers ever for an NFL player who murdered people. <laughs> well, no, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's check out Ray Lewis's. Um, no, um, he was a snitch, not a murder. No, you should. Okay, okay, if you say so. Yeah, okay. We'll, we'll 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 get our research and crime department to check all that out. Uh, yeah, and so uh, that's it for the penalty box. Jr. Clint Hurdle and the Pittsburgh Pirates owner, the umpire whose name will we will find out soon. Raphael Nadal for scratching his butt and picking boogers. Robert Kraft for being nasty and OJ for saying stuff that he shouldn't be saying in the first damn place. OJ, we'll just go somewhere and sit down, man. How about that? Sat down. Not not sit down, but sat down. They have several of them things called seats. All right. It is pepper time, pepper time, pepper time. Don't start sneezing. Of course, three topics, rapid fire style. Going off first will be me. The HOC up in this thing, and and be like speaking of heads, you want to talk about heads? <laughs> look at look at OJ Simpson's head, okay? Boy, look at that head. I'm like, yeah. okay, maybe maybe I don't feel as bad about my head as he does his. He got like a six head, a six head. Yeah, I ain't, I ain't got no room to talk either. But shoot, just just, just go ahead, throw the ball around. You got the ball, Hit world it. world class skull, OJ Simpson. <laughs> All right, my pepper points goes out to two players who did something spectacular this week. In the world of Major League Baseball, the first is Shohei Otani of the Angels and Jake Bowers of the Cleveland Indians. Both men hit for the cycle on back-to-back days. Um, Otani is the first Japanese-born player to do so, and Jake Bowers, his came on the road. So congratulations to Shohei Otani and Jake Bowers for hitting cycles. On back-to-back days, throwing the ball to Scotty D. I love it. Uh, as I've mentioned before, I work at a place called Beast Ninja, which is an obstacle course training facility here in Myrtle Beach. And over the course of this past weekend, uh, we had a couple visitors, Chad Hoon and Delvin Harrelson, who uh, competed on this year's Atlanta edition of American Ninja Warrior. 
And I did not get to meet Chad, but um, Delvin goes by Dougie Fresh, and he was an absolutely awesome dude. Him and his son came in and worked out on our obstacle course. And um, you can check out Dougie Fresh on – he's got plenty of YouTube videos. But I tell you, watching these people that are good at this stuff is a real pleasure. It's a real treat to watch these guys that are good at doing this uh, obstacle course Ninja Warrior stuff. So I just want to give a shout-out to uh, Chad and Dougie Fresh – American Ninja Warriors. Be live over to you. All right, all right. Definitely appreciate that. I'm going to take it back. I know there's been a lot of talk about the um about the PGA um, um championship and Gary Woodward. Um, I want to give a shout out to him. Say Happy Father's Day to him because this is a very special day for him. Because um, two years ago in March, him and his wife were expecting twins. But in the month of June, right around Father's Day, his son Jason was born 10 weeks premature, but they they actually lost one of the twins. Oh, man. So that was very unfortunate. So this this um, victory for him, this major victory for him on Father's Day was a very special moment for him and his family. And also that I come to find out that him and his wife are expecting twins again. Yeah, in man. August, so I I hope and I pray that this um that their um, two children come out healthy and successful in August. And again, congratulates to him and his family for the uh, major victory. Good dude. Yep, good dude. Good dude. Come through Woodland Clan. Come through Woodland Clan. All right. So it goes back to me, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Have at it. Okay, all right. Second pepper point goes out to Ernie Johnson of Conway, South Carolina. And I'll tell you why. Um, Ernie Johnson is a quadriplegic surfer. Now, you may be wondering how that happened. Um, he, he played in the game. He played for uh, Conway High School in Conway, South Carolina. They had a game against, um, I think it was Berkeley. Yeah, Berkeley. Was it Berkeley? Yeah, either one of, one of those low country schools. And he suffered a tackle recovering an onside a squib kick, and the guy was like four or five yards in front of him. The opposing player hit him on the crown of his head, and his C4 exploded. Yuck. And the C4 exploded. And ever since then, he's been trying to figure out how to get by in life, and so he took up surfing. And now he does competitive surfing. So this makes me realize, hey, man, when I think I'm having a bad day, just look at Ernie Johnson and look at how he overcame his adversities and made it a and, and made his life better. Made his life better. Because a lot of times, you know, quadrupolitics, hey, they don't do much. But in this case, Ernie Johnson of Conway, South Carolina, my second pepper point goes out to you nice. for making the proverbial how's it goes when life because life handed you lemons and you made the sweetest batch of lemonade. Nice. Only you, Scotty D. All right. I watched uh, uh, a little bit of that. Well, I watched the whole Tyson Fury fight this past week. I'll give it up to uh, to him for, for coming out and, and making a show of himself. We'll get a little bit of that next week. But I tell you, if him and Deontay Wilder don't get in the ring again next year, I'm done with boxing because these, these are the guys at this point. Anthony Joshua notwithstanding, Tyson Fury and Deontay Wilder fighting undefeated again would be amazing. Over to you, B-Live. Pepper Point is going to be speaking of mediocrity. Oh. 
I come to find out, I was doing a little bit of research. Um, Jared Lorenzen, hefty lefty. I done told y'all about this. <laughs> I've come to find out that he has a career 58 yards of passing in the NFL. But what we probably did not know, I don't know if you guys knew or not, I didn't know that he has a Super Bowl ring. He was... He was actually part of the 2007 New York Giants team that beat the Patriots. Oh, yeah. That is right. Wow. And the reason why I bring that up of Super Bowl rings and championships is that ever since Kobe Bryant and Shaquille O'Neal back in 2000-2002, no player in the NBA has has a three-peat. But that has changed. Congratulations to Patrick McCall of the Toronto Raptors, formerly of the Golden State Warriors the past two seasons. He is the first player since Kobe and Shaq to have a three-peat. How many points did he average this year? Nobody knows. I didn't even go through the research, but it was just funny, and I figured I'd mention that. Here's to mediocrity, the hefty lefty, and Patrick McCall. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to do that, but I was like, nah, what you make me do it? Eddie Cool, have at it, bro. My third and final pepper point goes out to Toronto Raptors guard Kyle Lowry. Honestly, his performance in the NBA Finals, to an extent, he has somewhat shaken the Kyle Lowry will never win a championship monkey off his back. Because think about it, man. Kyle Lowry, he's undersized. He's short. But you cannot deny the guy's talent, and you cannot deny the guy's heart. So shout out for Kyle Lowry and his performance in the NBA Finals, and he finally got him a ring. My next question is, I wonder what DeMar DeRozan is thinking right now. Oh, another great question from Doris. (laughs) (laughs) She laid it on him right there after the game. Yeah, that was very, very ill-timed. That was very horribly ill-timed. But Doris point. There we go. (laughs) Doris, what are you doing? No. (laughs) Thank, Thank you for that one, Eddie. I appreciate that one. Yes, yes, yes. All right, and who's Scotty D? Scotty D, third and final pepper point. All right, golf can do crazy things to a man. I know because I've gone out there and snapped clubs more than once. Uh (laughs) I have. A year ago at the U.S. Open, I watched Phil Mickelson hit a moving putt. He had a little bit of a meltdown. And on Friday night, former Masters champion Patrick Reed was laying four on the par 518th, trying to chip up and get up and down for his par, and he duffed one into the rough next to the hole, and his fifth shot, he duffed as well, and over the knee went the wedge, snapped it right there on national television and handed it off to the caddy, and I tell you, as a former golf club snapper, I just appreciated that <laughs> very much. Over to you, B-Live. I saw that and fell out. Yeah. Because he's he snapped it and just he actually threw it on the ground. He didn't even uh, the caddy probably ended up picking it up, but he just yeah. threw it on the ground and grabbed another. <laughs> he he grabbed another, uh, probably a pitching wedge or something like that. Yeah. Just, 
But yeah, my third and final point, I want to give a shout out to Carly Lloyd, the golf clap, and the U.S. women's team scoring barrage. You hear that, Scott? He talking about Scott soccer. Yes, 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 I am. (laughs) My favorite sport. (laughs) And I want, I'm giving them a shout out because half the world now, I'm going to say a lot of the world just don't understand. They keep wanting to hand out participation trophies. No, this is the World Cup. This is the Women's World Cup, and goal differential matters. If it mm-hmm. comes down to a tie in pool play, guess what they go to? Goal differential. So if you have the opportunity to score a goal, score every single goal you got. Yep. And everybody else, do me a favor and shut the hell up. (laughs) Thailand made it to the Women's World Cup. That is an honor within itself. If I'm not mistaken, 32 teams make it. That's a whopping 160 other countries that didn't make it. So, Thailand, we don't feel sorry for you. Congratulations, you made it. And you got a couple other games to play. You were just outclassed. 13 goals, U.S. women's soccer team, get it. Do your thing. Bring one home because guess what? Our men couldn't make it to the World Cup. So I won't talk about them. <laughs> oh, so w- women, do your thing. And yeah, stand up for the national anthem since you're representing the country. Please, I get it over here where we're, we're playing, a, playing a sport within our walls and everything, but come on. This, I mean, it's our national anthem. Show a little country pride. The statement has been made. We get it. Stand, you want to kneel for wh- whatever rights that you want to fight for, but it, come on, come on. You're representing our flag. We, 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 we need you sort of to do right. I agree. Show some respect. Yep, yep, yep. And it'll be interesting to see what the, what the women do throughout the rest of the tournament. People, keep, people keep forgetting how badass the women's national soccer team are. But they gave them a brief reminder when they beat the brakes. Matter of fact, to the suspension, the exhaust, and everything out of Popo Little Thailand, aka what a, Popo what Little a team. I was, I was thrill, a thrill a second in that in that game. I, <laughs> <laughs> I had so much, so much fun watching that one. Sock has a much. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats, dogs, children, Pikachus, and Charmans, we have reached the end of another episode of the Sports Bros Podcast. Fellas, I had fun today. We really had fun. Really, really had fun today. Um, And with that being said, you know how we do it. Be live. Where can they reach you? Well, you guys can catch me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm trying to do a little bit more each and every week, trying to be more of a social face. You can find me there um, with um tag this be your boy be live. No I T H S B E Y A B O Y B L I V E. You can catch the Sports Bros on Twitter at Sports Bros Pcast. You can find us on our Facebook like page, Sports at Sports Bros Podcast. You can catch um, me on Wednesdays on Facebook with What Happened, pause, Wednesdays. <laughs> My boy Eddie Koo on Thursdays with Tron Kilo Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, yeah I, stole, I stole your thunder. Just getting it all out there, what I know. <laughs> but, man, 
we've we're doing a lot of big things. Want to um, quick shout out to Sound Up Now Studios, Sean McKenna. We're partnering up with him. Want to definitely um, get back up with him because I mean we want to take this even further to greater lengths, man. I'm so excited about this. Keep checking us out. Keep giving us ideas and thoughts of what you have about the show and what where we can be even more interactive because we got some big things coming to you in the near future. I know y'all want to hear me and Scotty D go at it about a couple mm-hmm. of topics. And we're, we're, and we're in the workings with that. We're, I'm actually thinking about very soon giving you control of the entire show. You want to ask us questions, choices of the voices, the entire show. That will be coming up soon as well. Stay tuned. Yes, sir. And also... Also, also, for you fantasy football fans out there, I know it's early, but stay tuned. Coming soon is the Sports Bros Podcast Fantasy Football League. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? We don't know, but coming soon. Money Man Scotty D, where can they reach you? Uh, you can reach me on the free throw line where I'll be practicing my <laughs> <laughs> <That was coming. laughs> You can catch me there. Uh, also oh. check me out on Facebook, Scott Donnelly, and uh, check out the uh, the Beast Ninja Facebook page too, where we have those videos up of our American Ninja Warriors from the weekend and a lot of other cool videos from from our kids in training. Facebook is where you can find me and uh, and Molly Darcy's on Monday nights and Sunrise Pancake in Calabash on Thursday nights doing some live trivia. Now, be live. If I would have got us there on time, we could have won the whole damn thing. Right. <laughs> right. Facts. Big facts. We came in fourth place by a tiebreaker that we should, we would have, was it? Yeah, it was fourth place by a tiebreaker. Yeah, you if guys we tied just, third at the Molly Darcy's Trivia Night. Tied for third, and we would just gotten one. I mean, I think it was what, Draymond Green? Yeah, what college he went to? Uh, what, mm-hmm. what uh, college he went to? But it's all right. It's all right. Yep, it's all right. We'll 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 get back at A. Maybe maybe next time I'll decide to be on regular time instead of CP time. <laughs> <laughs> Factuals. But man, Scotty D, keep doing your thing, man. We love it. Absolutely. Love it, man. Love it, love it, love it. Also, um, yes, you can reach me, the H O C, the head of creative up in this thing. Of course, you can reach me on Facebook. I'm on the Sports Bros Podcast Light page. Uh, the Sports Bros Podcast Twitter, at Sports Bros PCast. Also, you can check me out on Instagram, Cool Season, all one word. Uh, Snapchat, Super Cool 5000. And pretty soon we'll be uploading some content on our YouTube channel, the Sports Bros Podcast, as well, too. Can they catch me anywhere else? Facebook, I'm at work. I got a lot going on. Fellas, guess what? I'm going to be graduating soon. Yes, sir. I'm going to be graduating soon, and I am excited and over the moon about it. And I want to thank you guys for sticking in with me during this crazy schedule, all what's going on. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the Money Man, Scotty D, and the almighty B-Live. Thank you guys so, so much.
And in closing, we would like to say, do something nice for yourself. And if you can, do something nice for someone else. They will greatly appreciate it. This is the Sports Bros Podcast.